0: Talkzone.com
1: Yeah, we do welcome you to the two guys at a mic show back in action here to tuesday july sixth after a long fourth of july weekend welcome everybody talk zone.com two guys at a mic david olson our producer big dog hopefully going to be joining us it's the coach that's me and we have a couple of fine young individuals a couple of quality upstarts in the radio world here josh fine and sam Babitsky joining us on the two guys at a mic show and sam you are uh becoming somewhat of a regular. In fact, a doctor might actually say you're irregular. Well, I hope I'm not taking
2: Joe's <laughs> spot in case he's listening.
1: Good to have you back. And you're wearing your Cubs shirt as bad as they've been doing. By the way, where we are webcasting, right? Yeah, right. Even though I don't got the Cubs shirt, I got the uh, short sleeve Cubs socks on. So we're still as bad as the team is playing. You're still supporting the beloved Cubs.
2: I guess that's what it's been like for the past hundred years for real Cubs fans. Oof. Wow,
1: 101.
2: 101.
1: But let's not rub it in. They did win yesterday, though, right? What, 14-3, to 3, some score like that? 9-4. to four. Yeah, close enough. Well, 14-3 was what they lost the week before, right. or the day before. Yeah, it was a rough, rough weekend for the Chicago Cubs. And uh, why did 4th of July weekend be any different than any of the other weekends? Josh Fine also in the house. And Josh currently living in beautiful North Carolina, but a Chicago win at heart. Yeah. Still rooting for the Chicago teams.
3: Yep, definitely. All the teams. Go Cubs. Um, they suck, though, so...
1: God bless you. Josh has got
3: some pipes here, Sam.
1: He's got some he's got some radio pipes working for him. Have
3: you, have you done any
1: uh, radio TV before?
3: Uh, not too much, but look to make a good debut here. Not at
1: the uh, the high school radio station back in North Carolina?
3: Uh, don't have any. Yeah, all
1: right. Well, you contact me. I will write you a good reference. You'll be the sports director of that radio station within six months. The last time I think I wrote a reference for it, David, that guy's still looking for work. That was about three years ago, so... <laughs> Oh, goodness. 888-463-6748. The phone number here if you want to check in. we got lots to talk about. Baseball, of course. First and foremost, the All-Star game coming up next weekend? Or a week from today, maybe? A week from today, I believe it is. Wow. And the all-star nominations are out there. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Samo, even though the Cubs are not doing very well, we do have one of the hottest teams in baseball and they're starting to get people excited here in the city of Chicago. So we got to talk some White Sox baseball as well. Also in the docket today, Tour de France, which uh, is arguably our second favorite athletic activity to talk about. It's very close. I probably got to put it second right behind the Iditarod, the Alaskan dog sled race. Those two over the years we've done the show we probably had more fun with those two events. But we'll definitely I'm, I'm a long time I did a rock that but the Tour de France. Very, very good. We'll talk about that. Also the hot dog eating. Little controversy?
2: I believe so. <laughs> Kobayashi is
1: not too smart. Kobayashi was not in the event, right?
2: No, nope. he wasn't.
1: But he found a way do you and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but just real quick, do you think that was like staged or was that for real?
2: No, I think he's I think that was for real. I think he I think it was a publicity stunt on his behalf. He did not participate due to a contract issue.
1: Wait, but you just contradicted yourself because you said, was it a publicity stunt or was it for real anger that he jumped up on stage? Well, no, I think it was a real anger, but not, not from anyone else, but from him.
2: He he wanted his own – he wanted to make a statement. Kind okay, of, okay. so not a publicity stunt. He
1: wanted publicity. Right. But not like a pre-planned thing. No, not I a pre-planned thing. I think it was thing. a pre-planned oh,
3: stunt. Okay. You do? Like if you see the shirt, if you see the video that he <laughs> stormed the – the stage, he has a shirt that says Free Kobayashi on it. So, I mean, obviously he's trying to say something right there.
1: I didn't even have to read the story. I just saw the headline. Kobayashi storms the stage. Sam, real quick for the fans out in TalkZone.com land who are expecting some intricate sports analysis from the two guys in a Mike Sports Talk show. We open up today's 4th of July show with the hot dog eating contest from Coney Island. But for those not aware, what, what, what was the controversy? The controversy of, of Kobayashi? Well, the, the event, in case people did not hear.
2: Uh, well, we know that Joey Chestnut did win the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest for a third year running. What was it? I believe 54 hot dogs in yeah, a 50, total yeah. of 10 minutes. Which is under his record, by the way. It is under. His record yeah. is, I believe, 63 or over the 60s for sure. <laughs> That's hot dog and bun. Hot dog and bun plus 54 plus four.
1: in 10 minutes. <laughs> right. That is one of the sickest things to watch, by the way. All right. So Joey Chestnut won.
2: Joey Chestnut won, and then we had... Kobayashi in the audience <laughs> with a, like Josh said, a free free Kobe, I believe it said, free Kobe shirt.
1: <laughs> and
2: he... Were any
1: other fans wearing the free Kobe either? <laughs> no. We now, know. why did we have to... Was there like a suspension? Was it a free agent status? What did... Did he not pass? Did he not submit his urine sample or whatever? happened? Well,
2: I, I I think his, he had some contract issues. I'm not sure what kind of contracts you can have contract while eating, issues. but... That, that's what they called it. Um, okay,
1: so they would not allow them co- to compete. No, they would not allow them to compete. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not a long time. Um, there's actually an organization, right? There's yeah, there's an actual organization. The eating. It's there's the, a professional uh, it's name like for it, like the IDOPC, <laughs> something like that. Let's just call it the IDPOC. It just sounds. It sounds very professional. So, the, but but the uh, Coney Island Fourth of July hot dog eating contest is the marquee event of the IDOCPEI ABCDEFG. Right. Right. This is the marquee. This is the big Kahuna.
2: This is the big Kahuna, but they also have other f- events, right. such as I think they have like a taco eating contest and some fried chicken and th- uh-huh. things things along those lines. But Joey Chestnut, I think, is rated first in the rankings of the IDFCC.
1: Okay. He has played repl- Kobayashi was the Tiger Woods. He was the Babe Ruth. He was the uh, you know the Roger Federer of the hot dog eating of the eating world. But, uh, Josh, are you here to say Joey Chestnut has replaced the champion, Kobayashi?
3: Oh, yes. He's uh, definitely replaced him. Three-year champ of Coney Island foodie and contest. I mean, no question about it. I and- love the name, too. Joey Chestnut. Is that his real name, or is that like an acting
1: name? <laughs> Joey Chestnut. All right, so, so he's got the free Kobe shirt. He wouldn't be allowed. He was in the audience.
2: He was in the audience. But not
1: allowed that. to compete. Right. So what
2: happened? So I believe when it was done, he... He tried to rush the stage, and he was uh, held back by numerous bodyguards. <laughs> uh, he was then later charged with, I believe, five yeah. cases of resisting arrest and disorderly conduct, and uh-huh. and uh, trespassing government property. That's what it was.
1: <laughs> so he was led away in handcuffs. Right. Kobayashi. Spent the so, night in jail too. Yeah. And now he's free. And they only served him one hot dog. Can you imagine how hard it is for him to eat <laughs> just like one hot dog? wonder if he took his time eating that thing, too. All right, so there's your headline event for the 4th of July weekend. Kobayashi arrested. Free Kobe. Sam, do you have a phone number or a website if people want to support the free Kobayashi and uh, get him back on the circuit?
2: Do, I'm not a fan of Kobe i oh, okay. I'm, 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 I've joined the Joe, Joey Chestnut bandwagon, <laughs> as <of> recently.
1: <laughs> you jumped on the Joey Chestnut right. bandwagon. Okay. All right, 888-463-6748 if you're a... Uh, a member, or you have any information on that fine organization, let us know. Josh, any truth to the rumor near the end of today's show, you will be downing uh, like 45 hot dogs in honor of that event? Oh, Maybe. If we bring them up, you're willing to give us oh, a shot? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, we'll have some water and Gatorade for you to wash it down. Looking forward to it. All right. I don't ahead.
2: understand. Coach, did you happen to watch the hot dog eating contest at all?
1: You know, I didn't. Didn't he, I forgot that it was going on, and I, I not that I would watch it anyways. But I read the headline the next day, and of course, it is very really tough ever, to if watch. You, if you
2: ever see them eat these hot dogs, these are, these hot dogs are drenched in water. They're they're like wet and yeah. Well, I, they're I, not wet when they
1: have them, but what they do is they dip them. in okay, water. Okay, yep. that's,
2: that's good. is it. Is it to speed up the process of the eating, or is it? I, I'm not really sure mm-hmm. what they do. Yeah, that to for. speed it up. They they just seem like these wet. Drenched hot dogs. Well, you so. don't gotta be. Even don't chew
1: them. But. I don't think it affects the hot dog as much as the bun.
3: Yeah, it I breaks so. the
1: bun down to a chemical uh, DCL three <laughs> double dash 4 system, which makes it more soluble to the body. Correct. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Anything else in the hot dog eating contest before we move on? We got free agent basketball to talk about. Right. Yeah. Any more rumors?
2: And besides what we see fifty times on on Sports Center today, I don't think so.
1: Okay. Because we did have one emailer write in this morning that LeBron James, yesterday, yesterday, spotted a Wally's Pancakes and Waffles, I believe, in Norwood Park in Chicago.
2: To be honest with you. Ma- I- he went
1: maple syrup, by the way, on plain pancakes. Very surprising. Really? Very surprising. That was the rumor. Uh, you know,
2: I actually had. Uh, my dad actually told me that LeBron's wife is looking for a house in Highland Park. Interesting. Which is near us. Interesting. More or less.
1: She wasn't looking with Dwayne Wade, was she? No. Because <laughs> he's available now. I don't want to create any controversies here.
2: Right. Dwayne Wade has his own issues with his own psychotic ex wife. Lots of issues. Kid, and... Oh, yeah.
1: Goodness gracious. Lots of issues. Uh, be careful who you marry, young man. That's that's the warning I could give you here. So we'll talk a little free agent basketball. That's definitely out there. Wimbledon tennis completed over the weekend. Serena Williams were, and uh, almost a Roger Federer out of habit. Rafael Nadal won, and, of course, we'll talk some baseball, too. All that on the docket. Josh Fine, Sam Bobinski, two of the best and brightest. Well, one out of two is not bad. Joining us here in the Fine studios, 888-463-674 at David Olson. No word from uh, the Big Dog. No sign of the Big Dog. No sign of the Big Dog. That's not good. Every time we have a long weekend and we don't hear from the Big Dog, you you, you can't help but come up with the worst thoughts.
0: Yeah, well, I'm listed as his next of kin, and I've received
1: no <laughs> notification from the hospitals, morgues,
0: police, or otherwise. Right. So I Amazing. think we're in
1: good shape. Six months with the big dog, and you are next of kin. Yeah, I, I was surprised at that, too. But. I don't want to one-up you, but I'm his power of attorney. In case he's on life support, it's up to me whether to uh, <laughs> kick it in or cancel it. So, you know, we can battle each other off. I don't think there's a whole lot to be gotten in the will, though, That you know, unless you want to own a home with five guys that don't pay rent.
0: No, not really all right, and
1: Fourth of July weekend, uh, David, you got young kids out there to all our listeners out there. Hope everybody number one had a very safe and uh, enjoyable Fourth of July. It was actually here in Chicago, mostly on the fifth. the fourth was on the fifth today's the sixth. If you can figure that out, but uh, David, your kids pretty young now, are they into the fireworks, or are they no at- no they, the
0: older one's terrified of them really terrified three years old yeah
1: okay,
0: yeah, and of course, we had the group uh, the packs of roving teenagers. Uh, jumping out of cars, lighting off fireworks, and driving away, <laughs> and uh waking the kids up like all weekend long mm-hmm. and uh you know, the older one would be somebody help me, help me every time something went off because he was like scared so and,
1: and a good time was had by all a good time was
0: had by all yeah,
1: <laughs> beautiful, beautiful eight 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 four six three six seven four if you got any good fourth of July stories, anything uh, humorous happen, hopefully nothing too uh Sad, but anything funny, anything out of the ordinary happen, you want to talk a little 4th of July, uh, feel free to give us a call. Great weekend. I know, Sam, you are a patriot. If nothing else, did you uh, give an occasional Pledge of Allegiance? Did you honor America at all or just watch the Cubs all weekend? Um, well, does watching the hot dog eating contest count as patriotic?
0: Can we not la- sure can i not sure
1: I would I don't know if I'd consider that honoring America.
0: There's doesn't more American than a hot dog coach.
1: Nothing more American than a hot dog. There's, a I don't know, about 54 of them in 10 minutes, though. <laughs> that, that's a bit extreme. But you're, I guess you're right. I guess. Did you go at least go to the parade? No. I actually overslept the parade. No parade? <laughs> no. Did you go to the fireworks celebration? No. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a true patriot, Sam Babitsky here. And, Josh, I'm sure you were uh, tagging along as a non-patriot as well. Eh,
3: maybe. Okay.
1: I had the uh, white shorts going, red shirt. I even wore. I was looking for a blue cap. I had the Boston Red Sox hat, and you know, a couple people to oh, uh, me a Red Sox fan. I, you know, specifically told them no, no. I am a one of those weird people that root for the Cubs and White Sox, but I went for the blue, red, white. It was the closest, and also I figured Boston a very patriotic town, so I thought it was you know fitting in. And then I wore the Cubs socks with a little red, white, and blue on there. So I was going. I was in the parade.
2: You were in the parade. With okay. the
1: marching band, I was pulling the ice in the back. Okay. Yeah, it was a big big part of the parade. But uh, no, it was quality, quality parade. you got to love a parade. Everybody loves a parade. Maybe not. All right. Uh, real quick, let's talk. Where do you guys want to start? Free agent, basketball, baseball, Wimbledon tennis, tour to front. Let's go baseball or basketball, but it's, you make the call.
2: Let's go with basketball. Let's let's let's, let's do the basketball. free agency. Yep. Okay. All right, I got no info. I'm, I'm all lebron out
1: oh, who What do we know so far as far as the superstars? There are some that have signed with their teams.
2: There are Paul Pierce has stayed with Boston for four years. Who? Paul Pierce. Never heard of him. Right. We have Dirk Nowitzki staying with Dallas. Never heard of him
1: either. Dirk Nowitzki continues on in Dallas. So he will probably finish his career as a Dallas man.
2: He's there for four more years, okay. so I believe so. We have Joe Johnson probably staying in Atlanta. That's mm-hmm. not for Certain, but that's what it looks like.
1: And there was a lot of talk; he was going to move on to uh,
2: to other teams, other places, but
1: including our there. beloved Bull. But no.
2: And then we have Amari Stoudemire going to New York for five years and a hundred million dollars okay. there. So,
1: okay, five years, hundred million,
2: uh, hundred million, right?
1: Coach, it's not what,
2: bad. What would you do with a hundred million dollars? You want a list? Short one.
1: This radio show would go from one hour to two hours. That would be the first thing. David Olson's contract would be extended. And I'd give him a salary bump. Those are the first two things that come to mind. After that, I'd probably go family third. Okay. Yeah. Right. Radio show first, David Olson second, my family <laughs> third. That's where. Yeah, and God <laughs> and religion fit in there somewhere as well. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, but so the first big guy to switch teams then is Amari Stoudemire. Yep. All right, Josh. Why give me a uh, prediction here? And July eighth is coming up, so we should find out in a couple of days. If you had to gander a guess, um, where do you think some of these um, who's left? Wade.
3: We have Wade, Wade Lebron, ba- Wade, Bosh, Lebron. We have Carlos teams? Boozer. Carlos Boozer. We
2: also have Shaquille O'Neal, coach.
3: <sighs> oh yeah, and there's news that he could go to the Celtics, the Hawks, and who's the last team? And Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right now, after watching Shaquille O'Neal play, I think he should be picked up by like Craft uh, Incorporated and in the Morton Grove <laughs> Wednesday <laughs> Men's Rec Basketball League. That's about as best as he can be. All right, so let's stick with the, the the big guy. Where and I know you don't know unless you have some inside rumors. Or Josh from Charlotte, North Carolina, you might have some inside info. But
2: his theory is that everyone's going to the Bobcats.
3: Yeah, but all Not, at once. not really, because they really have a negative uh, salary cap. But um, they just made an off-season move right now. Um, they got Sharon Collins, who played for Kansas. Yeah, Chicago guy. Yep, yep. and they, um, you all know Raymond Felton. Uh, they got rid of him. So that frees up some Mm -hmm. salary space. And they have Tyson Chandler, who just signed with the Bobcats. Um, Everybody remembers him. And, yeah, that's all the news about the Bobcats.
1: Are You you grew up in Chicago, right? Yep, grew
3: up in Chicago. A year and a half in Charlotte,
1: North Carolina? A year and a half. Root for both the Bulls and the Bobcat, or are you more a North Carolina Bobcat
3: fan now? Uh, I hate to say it, but I'm more
1: of a Bobcat fan.
3: Oh, Oh, a year hey, and a I half. Still like I, still I still like the Bulls. I still like the Bulls.
1: A year and a half. I would have thought that would have taken three or four years. That just goes to show you, Sam. It just the goes elite- to show you an exciting basketball town. Uh, it's unbelievable. All right, so real quick, uh, Wade. Wade. Where do you think he's going? James, where do you think he's going? Bosch, and finally, Gennaro Pargo. Those are the four I'm concerned about.
3: <laughs> well, I think Wade is going to Chicago. He's met with the Bulls twice. <laughs> so And he has a... Uh, Two kids that live here in Chicago, yeah. so I definitely think he'll come here. And he grew up in Chicago. Yeah, he right. grew up in Chicago, okay. too. So he's Chicago is his roots.
1: ex-wife from Chicago?
3: Uh, yeah, me too. So there could be some she problems there. She is from there. Chicago. That's right. a, that's an issue. But Chicago's a big, a big city, so he could stay away from her. Let's hope so. And then there's uh, LeBron James. Where's he going? Um, I'd like to see him go to Chicago, but I don't know. I kind of see him going to the Cavs right now. Staying with the Cavs. I think that'd be kind of cool born uh, he loves Cleveland, the city. I just can't see him leaving
2: mm-hmm.
3: unless he wants to win a championship or something. Like, the team they yeah, have I now. God forbid
2: LeBron James.
3: The Cavaliers can wrap up another. I don't even know if they have the money to do right. so. But guarantee him that they're
1: going to bring in another quality yeah. player. That's yeah. what I think. I think that uh,
2: he's not going to go anywhere without there's, without a strong support group, okay. as we've seen.
1: All right. I, I, I've been thinking Cleveland Cavaliers all week. That's so bad. Uh, it wasn't yesterday. I think the night before I actually woke up in the middle of the night. Looked over at my wife, and in the middle of the night, she looked just a little bit like Cavalier Center Anderson Varejo. <laughs> That's the kind of dreams I've been having, and it's very, very disconcerting, apparently. David Olson, do we have the big dog on the line? We do have the big dog on That idea. is outstanding. Ladies and gentlemen, our co-host joining the show via the phone lines. We hope he's in Aurora, Illinois, and not behind some uh, vertical bars. It is the big dog, Joel Redwansky. Big dog, how are you?
4: Uh, the bars are definitely horizontal. Horizontal hair, coach.
1: Well, that's we. You know, I told David every time it's a long weekend, and we don't hear from you, we can't help but think the worst, big dog. <laughs> I, I had visions of you. I was just hoping wherever you were being held, it was in state.
4: Uh, coach, uh, <laughs> I hate to tell you, I didn't really have the, the best uh, weekend. I mean, I did go uh, to a you know a couple parties, had a good time. Actually, had uh-huh. way too much fun. But I was out back clearing out the jungle that is my backyard. Okay. And I got bit by something, and my face is all swole up. Oh, it's, it's really no. bad, coach.
1: You, do you remember getting bit?
4: Uh, yeah, I was. I, like I thought I got bit on the face, and I'm like, you know, I think I got bit, and I just keep going on. Next, thing I know I, my face is all swollen up. I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do about the show tomorrow. You I really are, don't know what I'm going to do.
1: Oh, the uh, blackandbluecity.com.
4: Yeah, exactly. So uh,
1: you've had a rough goal of it, because uh, you know, we, again, we got Josh Fine and uh, the great Babitsky or Sam Babitsky. Uh, in the studio, Big Dong, so be careful your content today. Many high school kids, very influential listening to the show. Uh, over the last three weeks, correct me if I'm wrong, you were riding a bike and got hit by a car and, and practically got destroyed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Then you, was it, you hit a wall? Yes. Yeah. How yeah. did that
4: happen again? Uh, a Cub game. Thank your pardon? Uh, too much to drink at a Cub game. Oh. And I tripped. <laughs>
1: And you forgot to brace with your hands, and you your first contact was with face.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's basically what happened.
1: Okay, not recommended for all the young kids out there. And then uh, over the weekend, you got bit by a bug, and the face that was mending just swelled up.
4: Yeah, I don't know exactly what bit me either, because I was, like, chopping down a tree, and, like, leaves got in my face, and the next day <laughs> I know, like, I felt something bite me.
1: Anyway, you can post a picture of your beloved face on Facebook.
4: Uh, I think I'm, I'm about to do it, to be quite honest with you, Coach. It's pretty okay. funny. Wow, I don't really know what to do. That's why I, I called today, because back in the old show, we used to call and ask the Great Babisky whenever we had something that was going wrong. So. Look,
1: we did have a, uh, a little bit called the Great Pabitsky, which was named after uh, Sam himself. Babisky, any advice for a guy who has been hit by a car riding a bike, had too many beers and ran into a wall and basically um, face hits wall, and now he gets bitten over the weekend? What would you?
2: Well, what, what would the great Babitzky do?
1: what would the great Babitzky do?
2: Well, I would first off say to lay off the beers, and uh, <laughs> I would prefer some cushioning to be uh, to be laid out so in we, your home,
1: like a face guard,
2: like a like a mental asylum, one of those rooms where it's ah, all foamy okay. padding around.
4: Okay. So I, I actually live in that room, so that that's good. I have that one covered.
1: <laughs> oh, good. The first one might be a little bit hard, though, right?
4: No, that's probably the easiest one, actually, Coach. To lay off the brewskis? Yeah, that's no problem.
1: Right, but that, that means you can't do shots instead.
4: Oh, I see what you're saying. That's a good point. I probably mm-hmm. should change that. So, well, anyways, I do appreciate the advice, guys. I,
1: yeah.
4: I do need some help here. So, I, Should I take better drill or something? I don't know what to do with this thing, Coach.
1: Well, I don't want to um, give any incorrect advice. Maybe some of our listeners out there, any uh, medical doctors, if you're a nurse out there, if you have any advice, what would be safe? For the big dog to do at this point with the swollen face, you were again bitten by a... You're assuming it's an insect, but we do not have the correct definition thereof.
4: Yeah, because it, w- it wasn't like on my face very long, because I- I'm not exactly sure. Because how- it happened really quick. I felt like a sting, and next thing I know, I was like, oh, it's not that bad. And then like the next day. Mm-hmm. This was two days ago that it happened. Ah. It keeps blowing up worse and worse. So,
2: and you're yeah. positive it wasn't one of your
1: roommates?
4: Well, I'm pretty sure. You know, That is a good point.
1: Has Mahmoud put some ointment on the uh, face? No, but I
4: did was on his computer the other day, and he came running in screaming something about Hezbollah. So like, and I, <laughs> so I have to, I got off the computer as fast as I possibly could. Ever since then, my face hasn't felt that good ever since. Oh, so. uh,
1: goodness. Maybe you could be the next guy. You read about that guy that's basically went by himself with like a sword, and he just you know for forty days he went looking for Osama bin Laden. Maybe that could be your next gig, Big Dog.
4: No. Was he an American dude? Yeah. Like yeah. from the United States?
1: Yeah. He just went on his own a couple times, back and forth. He's, he, he just goes off on his own. They did a little mini documentary on this guy. He's completely um, off his rocker, and wacko, but one could argue in this life, in this world, we need a few people that are outside the box like that. But Joel, just thinking, now, you might get arrested, you might not make it back, but think what it would do for the ratings for this show.
4: Coach, if you pack me a lunch and buy me a bolo sword, I'll go do it. <laughs> I mean, just make sure it's a big lunch and a lot of water.
1: You can report in once a day on the, the search for Osama bin Laden and the demise of the Cubs. Those you will
4: been... i be mean, sneaking up right behind them. Yeah. You know, right about the killer, it would be 9.59 Central time, and right. Dave will call me and say, hey, you're supposed to be on the air. Like, you know, he'll turn around and catch me, and uh-huh. it'll probably go down like that somehow.
1: What if you finally found Osama bin Laden, and, and because of your love for the Cubs, let's just say he was wearing like a Starlin Castro jersey, what would you do then?
4: See, yeah, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't be able to pull the trigger, that, Coach. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, all of a sudden you get to know him. He ends up being a pretty good guy. <laughs> you, know. uh, you talk to him a little bit, hey, we're the same right. guy. All
1: right, once the face swelling goes down, let's talk about that. I think that could be a good uh, good ratings booster for you, a wonderful cultural experience.
4: Yeah, and I really think my friends would love to get me out of the house and put me in tour of Bora
3: for <laughs> a couple months
1: all right eight 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 four six three six seven four let's talk some baseball well first of all big dog you heard josh fine our nba basketball expert here from charlotte north carolina say hi to josh by the way
4: what's up josh now you must be are you related to any of the three studios
3: uh maybe a couple (laughs)
1: Nah.
3: i'm being serious you know they weren't fine
1: calling dr howard dr fine dr howard yeah there you go yeah um now, what did you think? You heard Josh say that uh, LeBron's going to stay in Cleveland, D-Wayne Wade coming to Chicago, and then, did you say where Bosh is going to go?
3: Oh, yeah. Bosh is going to go to Chicago, too. Uh, what do you think
1: about that? Agree, disagree, or somewhere in the vast in between? I will,
4: I will agree with that, and I'll also give it a thumbs up and like it. If LeBron James doesn't come to Chicago, I will not be disappointed whatsoever if he stays in Cleveland, now. But if he goes anywhere else besides Chicago, yep. it'll it'll it'll. Irk me a little bit, so that that sounds absolutely great to me. Wade comes home, Bosch gets out of Canada, and LeBron James stays mm-hmm. home. So that that would be a really good uh, free agency period. And the, the Knicks get the worst free agent out of all of them, Amari Statemeyer, who by the way has already had seven injuries since he signed the contract. Six. So,
1: but who's coming?
4: Yeah. Oh, sorry, I've I, I exaggerated a little bit. So.
0: Yes, David. Well, the latest is Uh-oh. that uh the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers have agreed to a sign and trade for Chris Brosh with Toronto. Uh-oh. However, um That means LeBron is staying. Well no 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 really? Bosch doesn't want to go to Cleveland. So <laughs> the the deal's in place if Bosch wants it,
1: but he don't know if he wants it. Even if he doesn't the, want to play in Cleveland. Even if LeBron stays. He doesn't want to play in Cleveland. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm a little worried. That happens. My uh, dreams of my wife looking like Anderson Vareo might start recurring with that lineup.
0: Yeah, now they're also working on a sign-and-trade <laughs> with uh, Chicago. oh But they would want uh, Noah as part of that deal, no, and they're, they're, no, they're not going to no. make that deal.
4: Yeah, and, Yeah. the Bulls don't want to get rid of a guy that's going give, to give them that much production and only have to pay him like $2 million a season for the next couple of years. <laughs>
0: Well, this past weekend told me anything. I I think the Bulls want Wade more than James. I I really got that feeling.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think like uh, Big Dog said, the fact he's from Chicago, LeBron James would almost be like borrowed superstar. A lot of people agree with you, Doug. Your sentiments are not alone here in Chicago that uh, if he doesn't come to Chicago and stays with the Cavaliers, we could live with that. It would hurt a little bit more if he goes to
4: another team. Oh, heck, yeah. If he ends up on the Los Angeles Clippers
1: Mm -hmm.
4: or the Knicks, that would not be
1: fun. Seems like, guys, uh, Josh, again, Josh Feiner, NBA basketball expert, live from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, It seems like like the Miami Heat might be the team all of a sudden. They were the hot team for a while, and now maybe they're going to be left out completely.
3: Well, there's definitely one team that's going to be left out completely. And it's going to be the New Jersey Nets. Yeah, the Nets. Could be the Heat. Uh, the Knicks already got something, but Amare Stoudemire isn't too much, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. one of these teams is definitely going to suffer. Hopefully it's not the Bulls.
1: Big Dog, are you worried we're going to get second city status? Amare Stoudemire in New York. Mike Tony had a sit-down with uh, LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Any chance? New York. And Amare is pushing hard for it now. He's going to pull off. The big coup and get the superstars there once again. Chicago will be the second city.
4: What are you talking about? David Lee would still be available, coach.
1: <laughs> yeah, my point exactly.
4: No, no, actually, I like that guy. I wouldn't mind getting him and Dwayne Wade and everybody wants Chris Bosh and all that. Mm-hmm. But you know, you can get David Lee at like you know ten, twelve million dollars a year, and he's going to give you twenty points and twelve rebounds a game. But yeah. there's not that's nothing. The cost. But I was joking a little bit. He,
1: but. he wouldn't if you had Wade. But for a championship team, what would you need to get out of a, the complimentary player, whoever it is, David Lee or uh, some other guy? If you had Rose, Dwayne Wade, bang is going to score some points, and mm-hmm. Joakim Noah, David Lee, let's just say David Lee comes to the Bulls. He doesn't need to be 20 points, 10
4: rebounds, does he? No, no, he wouldn't have to, but he'd have that capability. And he's one of okay. those guys that I don't think cares how much he scores.
2: I think with Joakim will no, he doesn't need to get those 15 rebounds a game. He can... He'll be productive with a good 7, 8 rebounds a game, well, 9. I mean, like I'm saying, it's not going to hurt if he gets the 15, 20, mm-hmm. 12. Um, but at the same time, you have guys who can step up in the space. Um, Taj Gibson, don't forget about him. Don't forget about, obviously, Joakim Noah can get the rebounds. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and they're going to pick up some other players along the way, too. Hopefully some of the guys that they pick up. But uh, Joakim can get you know shooting and scoring. you got to share the ball. Sometimes that can get sensitive. When it comes to rebounding, big dog... Nobody's going to mind if he David Lee or Lou Aldang or Chris Bosh is not going to mind if Joe Key Noah gets another 18 rebounds a game, right? I've always said there's one place you can be a ball hog, a complete ball hog, and your teammates won't mind, and that's in rebounding.
4: Uh, absolutely agree, Coach. And you can't have enough. You can't have enough rebounders in a way. It's like you can't have enough pitching, You can't have enough guys that are willing to go in there and uh, and rip one down every once in a while. Mm-hmm.
1: So. All right, Big Dog. As long as we have Josh, our NBA expert here, any other? Uh, Intricate questions you'd like to ask for young Josh Fine.
4: Well, just does Luol Deng have a heart?
3: I don't know. I really don't think he can play too much anymore. Uh, I heard they might want to trade him, but I don't think anybody wants him. So, no.
1: That's no kind heart. of
3: a negative. Nice I'm, guy? He's a nice guy. Quality, quality individual. Part of being a nice
1: guy is having a heart, right? Yeah. What you when you say not hard, Joel and Josh, you're talking about he doesn't maybe compete intensity wise exactly at that next level. About. Okay. I
4: mean, like, he actually works hard and he is a nice guy, but I, he just sometimes just like doesn't. I don't know. When I watch him play, I'm like, try. So.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. You could look at the other side of it and say, for a really good team, Luol Deng would be the perfect, perfect complement player.
4: From what I've I guess, heard. Like how what Adam Morrison is on the Lakers.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: A little better than that. From what I've heard, Lewalding is not a very nice guy. Really, be honest with you. We have Jason Gross, our our good Glenview Jason, a good buddy of ours. A fine listener to the show. Right. Yeah. Um, I believe he's he's met Lewalding a couple times actually, and from what I've heard, not a nice guy at all. It's
1: disappointing to hear.
2: And you know him, his history coming from Sudan and then Mm -hmm. England, playing at Duke, and then
1: yeah, you would think. He would be. Of course, I also know Glenview Jason's history, and um, based on what I know Quite of Glenview frankly, Jason, he's not very reliable. So. Oh, Glenview Jason! Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Hey, Big Dog, we got to go back to an earlier story. I don't want to overdo this one, but we opened up the show with the Kobayashi storming the stage. I know you're a longtime uh, hot dog eating. What is the official organization called, by the way?
4: Oh, I. I... You know what? I saw it, and I thought I was able to. I didn't hear what it was. Like I F O F E C, the good. International Federation of Eating Com- Competitively, yeah. or something like that. But I, I
1: have to ask you because you're a long time eating contest guy and fan thereof. What were your uh, Were you watching live, and if not, what were your thoughts of the event?
4: I got to tell you something. It was an absolute joke that Nathan's was making people sign, making them go to that particular organization in order to sign up. You know, so. Basically, in order to be in the biggest eating event, you have to eat for that particular organization. It's a joke. I was really I I, I feel bad for him and then everybody wanted to see him. He tries to go up on stage and next thing you know you got a bunch of fat dudes throwing him down. <laughs> And I'm not talking about fat dudes who were full of ten minutes worth of hot dogs. We're talking about guys that were like, you know, a little angry that they didn't get to eat any of those hot dogs. <laughs> so I, I felt a little bit bad for for Kobayashi. And to be quite honest, uh, they're going to go out and buy a shirt that says "Free Kobe."
1: <laughs> free Kobe.
4: That's um, what he was wearing, by the way. What it uh, that. That's he got thrown. He knew he was going to get put in jail. By the way, so, Yeah. So the fact that he's because uh, he, why would he wear be wearing a shirt that says Free Kobe right mm-hmm. before he gets arrested?
1: So okay. it has to do with Nathan's. Everybody in that fine organization, the I O E C A B C D E F G organization, has to be. A, what? How did you describe? It? It has to be a sponsor.
4: It has to be part of that particular eating organization if you are going to eat in the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Interesting. And it just started this year. They just made it, like, somehow that organization got the rights to Nathan's Eating Contest. And mm-hmm. basically, so it's like the major leagues of eating. Okay. But if you're in that particular one, you can't eat in other eating contests. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to, like, make your choice. Do you want to be in the <laughs> biggest one and have these people tell you which ones you can eat in? Or do you want to be able to eat wherever you want to? And 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 basically, Kobe said, I, I'm, a, I'm going to be able to eat wherever I want to eat. Mm-hmm. So,
1: ladies and gentlemen, food eating expert Joe Rodwanski, the big dog joining us here. That's quality, quality information. Any of our uh, fans, you want to check in on that particular event or uh, to promote the free Kobe and Joe? If, uh, any fans come in, can we get, set him up with a free Kobe T-shirt? Yeah, yeah. Why well,
4: don't okay. we? Okay. 463
1: eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. If you're a supporter of Kobayashi or uh, you could be, Sam's getting upset with me over here because he's a he's on the Joey Chestnut bandwagon.
4: Well, they have nothing against each other. And all Kobe actually said about Joey Tesla was that he's not a superstar like I am. That's okay. all he said.
1: All right. Yes, David? <laughs> I have
0: an insect bite update. Insect yeah. bite? Uh wow, We're Joel, jumping around. And this comes from my wife, the pharmacist. Okay. Okay. Uh, try Benadryl, and if okay. that doesn't work, try Claritin.
4: Claritin. Okay. Uh-huh. Absolutely. But try the Benadryl first. Excellent. Absolutely. Okay. I... Uh... That's exactly what I'll be doing today. Yeah, I, I need to because my face is swollen up. I look like an idiot.
1: This is uh, inside info from a legitimate source. The
4: Correct. wife, it's the pharmacist.
1: Good. Correct. Very nicely done. Benadryl and then um, – Yeah, Benadryl,
0: and if the Benadryl doesn't work, you right. pull out the Claritins, which is the
1: big guns, because it's an antihistamine. There you go. See that? Gotcha. We are, that's why I've always said, Sam, we are not only a sports show, we are an informational show. I honestly think high school should pipe our show in as a uh, part of an educational lesson. Maybe Josh could bring that to Charlotte, North Carolina.
2: Part of the regular curriculum, if you will.
1: If not the regular curriculum, we could at least be an elective.
2: Okay, elective.
1: Or maybe during study Would you be a
2: fine art or an applied art?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of both. All right, can we switch to baseball real quick, guys? A lot of baseball action going on. we got a red-hot team in town, the Chicago White Sox. Big dog uh, Sam and Josh today are going down to Wrigley Field. Not to go to the game, but help me out, you're taking a Wrigley tour?
2: Yeah, it's it's a legitimate ballpark tour. I believe it's legitimate. At least that's what the
1: website said. Big dog, what would you say to a couple of high school kids who are spending a summer day when they could be providing you know service to the community, volunteering for their organization, but they're going on a Wrigley field for a Wrigley? tour can you gander what that might include
4: well though there's a bunch of really good stuff that you can you can see in there you can see where uh dicky Knowles used to puke every morning when he got to the ballpark right before uh right before the last minute you can see yosh kawano's personal toilet wow I mean, there's a lot of really good stuff that you can see there uh and you can actually see the same locker room that Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig actually played in mm-hmm. in, the, in the 32 World Series. Wow. That's how old that the, the under the underbearings of Brigby Field are. So.
2: from what I've heard, the visiting clubhouse is about as big as this room. Yeah,
4: D- yeah, exactly.
1: Doesn't Yosh Kawana still have hanging up on one of the lines in the laundry room Don Kessinger's uh, athletic supporter? I thought that was the case. <laughs> it's part of the tour now.
4: <laughs> it's actually Jose Cardinal's supporter.
1: <laughs> well, you, I always got those two guys confused. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Oh boy, <laughs> we get, we get, you know if we had more time, we could have put a whole bit together on the Wrigley Field tour. <laughs> oh goodness! But what so they're going to take you like inside the bowels and? Uh,
2: That's what I hope so. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now there was a
4: and, uh, up in the scoreboard. I hope. I don't wonder if they do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That would be
1: cool. I like that. That'd be pretty cool. Now there was a thing in the uh, paper today. Scott Rowland, who's he playing for now?
4: The Reds, and he's yes, playing awesome fellows.
1: But he made the comment to a couple of Tribune reporters that one of the problems with the Cubs is not only the day games, but their facilities. Their lack, their their weight room is so far behind. The batting cages are so far behind. The fact the players play day games, they don't get to get the regular workouts that the uh, other players do. So you might maybe get a look at how antiquated that weight room is. I that's what
2: from what from my here. Uh, Wrigley's got rats running around. I mean, if you remember Ozzie and that's what he said a yep. couple years, or maybe mm-hmm. even last season. Yep. Um, you know, the batting cages are somewhere back in center field, and then we got we got the clubhouses that I think our high school lo- locker rooms are a little bit bigger.
1: Word is, big dog, if you hang around the locker room or the bowels of Wrigley Field too long, you might get rickets.
4: Well, <laughs> yeah, that definitely could happen. But they did get rid Thank of their biggest much. rat, which was Manny Alexander yeah. a couple years ago. Oh, so. I love
1: Manny Alexander. Um... Hard to believe with with all the money that they put into the team that the facilities are still that bad. Is there any particular reason, Big Dog, that they haven't improved them at least somewhat?
4: There's no room to do it, Coach. They they don't have any room in the ballpark to actually do it. That's why when they add that little wing on next year, that's going to have everybody talking about, oh, they're just trying to add money because they're going to add restaurants and parking and blah. They're actually underneath it. Mm-hmm. In the bowels of that new thing that they're going to make, that's going to be uh, like where the car wash is right now. They're going to put uh, like weight rooms and batting cages okay. and the new clubhouse, all that stuff is going to go underneath there. Okay. So uh, I, that's why it's actually a really good idea. And I, I couldn't agree more that they have the worst facilities in all of baseball. So, mm-hmm. so they, they do need to upgrade that. All
1: right. Well, Sam and Josh, I know you guys won't be in studio tomorrow, but maybe give us a call. Uh, during the, the show and get... let us know what you saw on the Wrigley Field Tour, the good, the bad, and the ugly, if you will. Uh, Cubs did win yesterday 9-4. to We'll talk real brief on the Cubs, and then we got to get to uh, one of the hottest teams in baseball, and they're right here on the south side of Chicago. But real quick, dog Sam and your beloved Cubs, they beat Arizona yesterday 9-4. to They've been miserable. It was a brutal series with Cincinnati, which many people, including Ron Santos, said it was a must-win. 3 out of 4 meaning a win, and obviously they didn't get that done. And also... Uh, Yesterday's win, guys—the first series opening victory in 11 series.
4: Yeah, oh. since May 25th, fellas. It's I mean, absolutely that's,
1: that's pretty unbelievable streak, dog.
4: Yeah, all I can say is it's, yeah, I don't want to talk about the streak. It was bad, and it's, it seemed like every single series we kept talking about it. But yesterday, you know, they finally get a little offense, and it's funny—you get a little offense, and a, a team can overcome, you know, a couple walks here or uh, you know, like a, a misplay in the field. This team needs to start hitting. It's as simple as that. Because the pitching will be fine. I know it look horrible against the Reds, but if they can hit at all, these pitchers don't have to act like it's the seventh game of the World Series on mm-hmm. every pitch. So,
1: and, and and not only hit, but hit when it counts. That's that's, that,
4: that's, that's what I mean first yeah. and foremost. Yeah, yeah.
1: Notice how Rudy Jaramillo, the new batting instructor, how quiet right. he's been through all this. <laughs> Yikes. He was supposed to be the, uh, and I, I truly think from what I've heard, he's a good batting instructor, but let's just, uh, to put it mildly.
4: Anybody can hit in Texas coach. Look, He leaves, and what? Oh, hey, what? They're still hitting down there. It's, it's mm-hmm. the best hitting. It's like getting a hitting coach from the Colorado Rockies or from the Texas Rangers. Of course they had uh, success while they were the best hitting parks in all of baseball. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, let's get a pitching coach from from San Diego. Oh, what a surprise. The guy isn't that good. It's the park that he was coaching in. Speaking of
1: Texas, and uh, and we'll make this smooth transition over to our beloved White Sox and, again, talk a little baseball here. Josh Fine and uh, Sam Babitsky in the house, Big Dog via the phone. You want to talk some baseball, your team, wherever you are listening from, how they did over the weekend or where they are headed to any Baseball issues, including the All-Star game, some of the All-Star game selections. We could talk about that. Our phone number, 888-463-6748. 888 Emails at mike2guys at AOL.com. Uh, gentlemen, the Chicago White Sox playing some really good baseball. Actually, started watching some Sox baseball. They are fun. They got the, uh, mojo going. They beat Texas two out of three. Beat the Angels yesterday nine to two. Big dog, the, uh, Last week we were questioning was the streak for real, and I think a week later, I don't know if they're going to win the pennant, but they are. I, I think it's pretty safe to say the White Sox are in it for the long run.
4: Uh, there, there's no doubt. This is a good team, and if they keep on getting pitching like they have recently, Gavin Floyd looks pretty good again yesterday. Uh, they'll be all right, and if they can figure out to get some offense out of second base, whether it's you know Bench and Beckham and having Lillard bridge in, or mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden Carlos Quentin, you know, two home runs yesterday. So a lot of guys that hadn't uh, played well early are starting to play well, and if the rest of the guys, the Rios, the Canercos, can continue to produce, the team's going to win the division. It's as simple as that because, to be honest with you, they played horribly and were still within shooting distance. So if they can even play decent the rest of the way, they'll win that division.
1: Tigers and Minnesota, both pretty good teams. One of those ball clubs could get hot, so uh, they'll have something to say about it too. Sam, as a Cubs fan, I know it's somewhat – you're not a White Sox hater, right?
2: Well, I think we've had a discussion, coach, before, and uh,
1: my short-term memory's not very good. Help me out.
2: Well, I am. To be you are quite a Sox fan, okay? With you, right? So,
1: how painful is it for you to see the Sox playing such good baseball?
2: Well, to be honest with you, I'm not. I'm not watching the Sox baseball, okay. but from what I hear, they're they're playing okay. great ball right now. Um,
1: so instead know, of ha- hating, you just disregard.
2: Basically, right? I, it's more of a shun and ignore. Okay. Thing. Mm-hmm. But it, uh,
4: it
2: was painful in '05. And I'm, I'm getting that, that vibe again that this, that this can go bad for our Cup fans.
1: 05 was hard to shun and ignore. And Big Dog, if they keep playing like this, they're going to be very hard to shun and ignore using the, uh, quality words of the great Babitsky here. You mentioned Carlos He made a great catch yesterday, too. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it was a, uh, ESPN top 10 highlight catch from our right fielder, Alexi Ramirez. My guy. Playing all star like baseball play. He hit another home run yesterday. And how about the young kid Damien Visaido? He's looking pretty good as well, so the the young player is playing well for the White Sox. Speaking of, by the way
4: the guy's name is Diane, just to let you know, coach.
1: It is not Damon? <laughs> no. Are you sure? <laughs>
2: yes. All right. Coach, uh, speaking of all star bids. Yes, sir. Did you happen to see the uh all the all star lineup and uh notice that Joey Vado is not an all star? But we have guys like Omar Infante who are. Now, I don't know if you've seen any comparison of these numbers, but Joey Votto, what does he have? I think 19 homers and 60 RBIs, and Omar Infante has maybe one home run and 17 RBIs. Big dog
1: explanation?
4: Yeah, I can't explain it. And by the way, that's, you, you bring up a perfect point there because Joey Votto definitely deserves to be on the team. And it's no longer 19 because he had two home runs yesterday. So he's up to 21 homers, and he leads the National League in home runs. RBI's plugging for set edge and OPS. Coach,
1: is he and one of the five guys? Is, uh, can he still be voted in? Is he yeah, one of these? he's
4: going to be voted okay. in. He's, he's got a huge
2: lead. What what about what about, about then Steven Strasburg? Yes or no?
4: Is he, is well, he in? Uh, I'm going to say no. I have no problem with him not having him there. So the guys only pitched in six games or or whatnot if... If a couple people go down, and because you know how like they can alternate the the pitchers on the team this year just so they make sure they have enough? Mm-hmm. I have no problem if they add him at that point if they need him, but I, I like the fact they didn't have him on the original roster. He's only has six starts. But then again, you know this game does count, and it would be cool to see him actually pitch. So um, I, I like the way they're going to do it. I bet you he ends up on – Charlie Manuel will end up putting him on the roster. I don't, he just didn't want to put him on the original one, and mm-hmm. I think that's a good move.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll see how that. It's a week from. Um, you keep thinking today's Monday. Today is a Tuesday after a long weekend. Week from today is the All Star Game, correct?
4: Yes, absolutely.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. All right. Well, the White Sox uh, beat Angels nine to two. They took uh, two out of three from Texas at Texas. That's pretty impressive. And by the way, even though Texas uh, only scored nine runs in three games, just watching them play a little bit. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Big, though, feel free to disagree. But the Texas Rangers, pretty. Loaded lineup. They're pretty talented.
4: Oh, no, their lineup is incredible, and they've got really, really good. They played pretty good defense all weekend, too, uh-huh. against, the, against the White Sox. So if they can continue with the pitching, maybe they will be a, a division winner. But because typically,
1: a typically this is the time of year when the heat starts kicking in that the Texas Rangers starts heading towards the Mason-Dixon line, right?
4: Yeah, absolutely. And that was my prediction for them, was that mm-hmm. they'd be in first place for the first half and fall on their face in the second. We'll see if that happens. But
1: that was before you knew about Elvis Andrus.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I really didn't get to know Julio Barboa yeah. yet, either.
1: Oh, by the way, my man crush is back on again. I thought I was all over Ian Kinsler and on to men's tennis player Robin Soderling, but I started to watch a little Texas Ranger White Sox baseball.
4: Uh-huh.
1: The crush is back on again.
4: Oh, that's not good. But us make sure he doesn't start watering at the mouth.
1: Yeah. Cold water, preferably. Ian Kinsler, outstanding second baseman for the Texas Ranger. All right, anything else, uh... In baseball over the weekend, gentlemen, Josh, now that you're living out in North Carolina, paint a picture real quick. There's no baseball team directly located there. What's the baseball love in Carolina? The Cubs, Channel 9, national team out there or not? Uh,
3: no national teams around. The closest team is the Atlanta Braves. Uh, every year I go to Atlanta, see a Cubs game. Uh, usually there's more Cubs fans than Braves fans, but this year that didn't happen. And uh, really... Um, in Charlotte, North Carolina, there is a Triple A team. Okay. They're called the Charlotte Knights, and they're actually affiliated with the uh, Chicago White Sox.
1: Oh, okay. So and, there's a little little, little yeah. bit of White Sox love there in Charlotte. Yep. Uh-huh. All right. College basketball has got to be number one, or basketball.
3: Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of rivalry between Duke, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad actually likes both the teams, so it's pretty bad for him. Um, I'm is that like, similar to Cub Sox here? Typically you root for one or the other? It's kind of like the Bears and the Green Bay Packers. Okay. And my dad is an example of someone who likes the Bears and the Packers. Mm-hmm. So pretty much no one likes him as a fan there.
1: <laughs> so even if you're, if you're from North Carolina and you went to a school that not North Carolina or not Duke,
3: it's pretty unusual for someone just to root for both their local college hoops teams? Yeah, it really is unusual. It's kind of weird. And you're going to love this. I have a shirt that says uh, UNC, University of National Crybabies, which okay. is actually, everybody thinks it's a Duke shirt, but really it's a Kansas Jayhawk shirt.
1: Ah, interesting. Yep. And I I'd wear it, too. Interesting.
2: Co- Coach, on a little side note, um, speaking of Duke, we talked about this yesterday, the John Shire not getting drafted. Yes. Is that partially to blame because he was on the show the day of the
1: draft? Yeah, are you aware of that big dog? Oh, you and me were both off that day. Justin Weiner, fine young kid out of WGN Radio, took in over the show that day. And the day of the draft, we had John Shire on this particular program.
4: That's when, because uh, I heard talk about, I was talking about, like, you know what? Much athleticism, you know, he, he is very skilled with the ball, but now, questioning character issues because he was on some show <laughs> called Two Guys on a Bike in the city of Chicago. So I, I feel really bad about that. I do, yeah.
1: I, I you hope it's not just coincidence. It's the bad karma that you and me, unfortunately, people that seem to hang around with us seem to get. Uh, hopefully, it's not that, but uh, you, you got to believe it might be more than coincidence.
4: Uh, well, it, it might just be more than coincidence, and that's why. So I won't. I don't want to uh, affect Blubisky, Bobisky, or uh, Fine head all, so I'll let you guys go and finish the show, Coach.
1: Beautiful. All right, Big Dog. what's your schedule this week now? Are you going to be joining us tomorrow?
4: Yes, I'll be on the show tomorrow, Coach.
1: God bless you. All right, behave yourself. And again, uh, pharmacist's wife said Bennett... Benadryl. If Benadryl? that doesn't work, try Claritin.
4: Okay. Okay, that's exactly what I'm going to do, and this is not good, guys. I have to be on TV tomorrow, and I'm not happy about it.
1: Makeup, just have a good makeup person. It'll do wonders for you. Not the puffiness. You always have a certain glow when you're on TV, Joe.
4: I appreciate it, Coach. You, and Ian, K- follow, doing a great job.
1: you and Ian Kinsler, not necessarily in that order. All right, there's the big dog signing off. Josh Fine, Sam Babinski with us for a few more minutes. TalkZone.com. Two guys that a Mike Josh, I expect. When you go back to North Carolina, let people know about this show, and uh, hopefully in the near future we'll have a big listening audience in North Carolina.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely spread the word down North Carolina. Pretty much... This is a lot better than all the talk shows down in North Carolina, okay. but um, I've lived there for two years, and I can't find any radio station, any good talk show. All they want to talk about is the Panthers, and really, it's just people that don't know what they're talking mm-hmm. about, and it's pretty sad.
1: All uh, right. Use your connections. Uh, find me a gig out there, and whatever the contract is, you'll get 10%.
2: I'm down oh, with that. Beautiful. There you As go. As his agent, I'm going to go ahead and say you own.
1: No, nah, you're coming with me, Sam. You'll be my uh, you'll be my sidekick.
2: Am I taking Joel's
1: place? Absolutely.
4: All right. I don't think well, i bring that. Well, main? right
1: now you have to because Joel's not allowed to cross state lines. <laughs> so for another six months, that's not going to happen, I can guarantee you. 888-463-6748, the phone number. World Cup soccer game today going on. Uruguay, we're down to the final four. Uruguay taking on the Netherlands, and then tomorrow you got Spain taking on Germany. Final four, it was great stuff over the weekend, and uh, some of the big favorites got knocked off, including Brazil.
2: We have Brazil gone, we have
1: Argentina gone. Yeah, Argentina got crushed. By yeah. Germany, 4-0. 4 to nothing, so probably the top two favorites? I think so.
4: Mm-hmm. I
1: believe so. Knocked off, so if we got any World Cup uh, soccer fans out there, we want to preview today's semifinal, the Netherlands going up against Uruguay. Is it Uruguay or Uruguay? I'm still confused on that. We'll go with Uruguay, and then uh, tomorrow you got Spain taking on Germany. The uh, I forget which game I was watching, but the, oh, it was it was Ghana against Uruguay. We're Ghana with about ten seconds left. I don't know if you we were watching or not. Kicked it in. Soccer's got some weird rules. I'm a huge fan, but they need to change some of their rules. And on a rebound shot, they had an absolute goal going in. Ten seconds left. It would have sent them to the semifinals. Biggest win. For an African country in the World Cup, ever. Ever. Would have been huge. And the player from the other goalie had made the save. I think it was even on the second rebound. The defensive player basically stuck out his hand intentionally and just slapped the ball away. Okay. Which I can't blame him for doing. Part A, it's just part human instinct. And B, you know, what the heck? A desperation. Right. Okay. So instead of an automatic goal being scored, though, it's a penalty kick. Well, they missed the penalty kick, and I know you can blame the guy. He missed the penalty, hit the top crossbar and in an overtime and penalty kicks. Uruguay then beat Ghana, so Ghana, you know, tough, tough defeat. But when you think about it, I mean, that that was the game-winning goal, and the only way the guy could save it was sticking out his hand. So I guess my question to you, the great Pabinski, is: Should there be a rule on a flagrant hand like that? Should it be a penalty kick, or should that the referee have the right to say, you know what, goal scored?
2: Well, you know, I think that it it should be a combination of both. I think that the penalty kick should come from a closer range, perhaps. Therefore, it provides a much-needed advantage for the kicker, mm-hmm. but at the same time provides some chance for the goalie and the defensive team.
1: Boy, it was just a tough way to take away. Again, uh, you know, a great, great moment for the country. I didn't think about it at the time, but when I saw them in their, uh, you know, just – Pain, defeat, looting on penalty kicks after 120 minutes of just hard-fought, tension-packed soccer was a great match. I just felt so bad, and and then I thought back to it. They really, they really won the game, and the kids stick out his hand. So I think they need to change that rule. They need to change the offsides rule. Here's another one. Now Germany's playing tomorrow. Their leading scorers. I marked the guy's name down here. Um, Thomas Mueller. Thomas Mueller. You know the whole yellow card and red card thing, right? Mm-hmm. All right. He got a yellow card the game before. I didn't see what happened. Okay, so we're not going to argue that one. But in the game, he got a rather um insignificant hand call. Not one of those ones if you're watching a webcast, I'm sticking my hand out right now, but his arm was down at the side. Ball hit his hand. I don't know all the soccer rules, but I guess they have to call that. It wasn't within his his body. But they call it a handball and they give him a yellow card. Well, two yellow cards in a row, you now miss the next game. Yeah. So for a fairly insignificant play, the guy gets a yellow card and now in your semifinal match, your leading score, a significant what other sport do you lose a you know a key player like that because of something so insignificant?
2: Well I think this whole uh, the system of the referees in the World Cup has to change. We've seen so many blown calls. We've seen USA should have uh, yeah. easily beat was uh, Sylvania. Uh, because of the, they called the offsides there. That,
1: that referee was, was later yep. um,
2: removed from his duties. But I think that there's been just so many. We got the goal that was in that did, did not count. The England, yeah, that, goal. That,
1: you know, that doesn't bother me as much. That was human error. Well, it was okay. human error. What, know, what, and what, it can be solved by having a.
2: What do you What do you think of the instant replay?
1: Should in there soccer, be an, yes. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Uh, I say that as an American who's used to seeing instant replay. I think a lot of. Soccer fans in other countries who obviously view soccer differently than us probably disagree with that. But if you're asking me, absolutely. In a situation like that, why not? Not on every single play, but on a goal like that? What about on an offside's call <clears throat> If it was, um, again, I wouldn't want every offside, because the beauty of soccer is continuous play. But uh, on a specific occasion like the United States play, absolutely. Absolutely. And I I disagree with you a little bit. I think the referees, first of all, tough job. Tough job for that one ref. He's got the sideline guys helping him. But those guys got a tough, tough job. I think for the most part, they've been pretty good. In some cases, real good. That's just my personal opinion. To me, it's the rules. Some of the rules. And I know soccer traditionalists say you can't change it, but I think some of the rules need to change. At any rate, gentlemen, uh, great having you in the studio. Josh, hopefully... We'll fly in from North Carolina in the near future? That'll be fine. When are you
3: heading back? I'm heading back Thursday. Thursday? Yep. That gives you a couple more days to get in trouble here.
1: Yep. Right. Babitsky. great having you uh, in studio. You've become uh, kind of a semi-temporary permanent co-host.
2: Well, if we're still moving up to North
1: Carolina with you, then I uh, might as well get used to it here.
2: Any chance we can get
1: you to miss your junior year of high school and co-host the show on a regular basis? It will
2: require a letter of... Uh, a letter of recommendation from you. Good. And I hope that gentleman who you wrote the letter of recommendation for at the beginning of the show is uh, now find a job.
1: That letter of recommendation will be done by 5 o'clock. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks again to uh, Babitska, Josh Fine, Big Dog producer, David Olson. we got to sign off 10 o'clock tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.